This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. From high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium, here's Steve Scolari, Chris McSweeney, and Bob Herpin. Stadium. 36 minutes in the books, 12 minutes to go before that playoff game. Marple Newtown clinging to a 13-10 lead, but they are driving. I'm Bob Herpin along with Steve Scolari at the controls. Executive producer Jim Alsman. I heard him and Chris McSweeney and athletic director and assistant principal Dennis Reardon joining us. The good luck charm will extend that for this drive through the fourth quarter. Hey, Bob, if I can push my luck here, what the doctor orders right now is a typical coach junted, eat up the clock, drive 70 yards here. Yes, actually, 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 that was one of the points that I didn't really get across before play started in the third quarter is that with Marple Newtown, even with that three point lead, was in control. They do need a seven, eight minute drive as they executed so perfectly throughout the middle portion of the season. So Johnson under center to hand off to Duffy. He shakes off a couple of tacklers across the 30, across the 35, across the 40. He's got the first down and plenty more. Yeah, Perot making a stop right there, number five, along with Alex Wilson, number 15. But the stop was made after the first down, and an important third down pickup right there to start the fourth quarter on a great note. This is exactly what we need to see, that offensive line opening up those huge wide-open spaces up the middle, wherever they can get them, as Radners are back on their heels once again, as they were throughout the first quarter. We have Duffy now unofficially at 57 yards, so he's approaching that 1,000-yard mark on the season. Now he's got maybe a 90 or so to go. Johnson under center once again. It's a pitch outside to White. He escapes a tackler, cuts back across the middle, across midfield, close to the first down. We'll see where they got it. That's at least nine yards. Possibly with a generous spot. We'll get another first down. We'll see. Kartika making a stop right there, number 12 for the Raiders. And he is about a three-quarters of a yard short. What a run there by Ryan White. Hey, Bob, just to clarify, we would take a 50-yard run here, too. We don't need 15 plays. We'll take a touchdown oh, right away. And Dennis, I think we'll, I'll take it because, uh, frankly, with only five home games, we need uh, a couple of more great calls. Well, you guys have had your share this year. I know that. Oh, yeah. We can always use more to amp up the excitement. Johnson under center once again. He's hit. He fumbles the football. It is picked up by Andrew Perot. And he's wrestled down at the 40-yard line. See already making a stop. And, Bob, like we discussed earlier, number 72, Julian Hall, this time finally making his way through and forcing the fumble. On Kevin Johnson. He's been there all night in his hip pocket, and then finally this time he gets through and makes a stop. That's unfortunate. Johnson didn't even have any time to think, and the ball was just out. Very unfortunate. Like you say, the Tigers were moving the ball there. They obviously made an adjustment and put Gregory in the game almost as a decoy tight end to kind of force the lineup, pump it up a little bit, and the rushing attack was going very smoothly. Just one of these things, unfortunately, right there. So with Radner only 40 yards from Pater, what does Dr. Reardon suggest for the Marple Newtown football defense? Need a stop. Let's just keep him in front of us, make him grind it out, get that ball back. One down at a time. Seal him off. 10.51 to go in the contest. 13-10 Marple Newtown. Lundstrom in the shotgun. Two men back. Two wide receivers. It's a fumble, but he picks it up off the turf and runs with it. He doesn't even get to the 40, so that's going to be a loss of at least one or two. Yeah, Kelly right there pouncing on Lundstrom as he was running on the outside. He called his name a lot, Kelly, tonight. Really a standout junior, look, looking definitely next year to be a formidable leader on defense and for this team. 
You know, I remember last year talking about a lot of these names, saying they were sophomores and how they were going to have a good couple of years left, like the Weaverlings, Kellys, Duffies, Whites, DeGuardies, and you've seen them this year. They've taken such a leap forward, and that doesn't include the whole offensive line. From game number one, the leap forward was unbelievable, and they've taken even bigger leaps throughout the rest of the season. Loss of two, second down and 12. Lundstrom under center, it's a handoff. Up the middle of the Camellia, he goes absolutely nowhere. I don't think he, on forward progress he's going to get to the 40. Yeah, TJ fight number 64 in there again. He's played absolutely out of his mind tonight. Kelly also along with him. Third and long. Are you going to figure that Lundstrom is going to be in that shotgun with the two backs and possibly four wide receivers? They bring Gregory in to get a little more pressure on the passer here, looking for a third and 11 pass. Let's hope he has a little bit of B Doc in him coming around for that safety blitz. Man in motion is Adger. Shotgun formation. It is a low snap. He's looking over towards the near sideline. It is dropped. Adger was the man. He had the first down up around the 30, but he just in and out of the hands. Just another fantastic job by this defense. Every time Mr. Momentum knocks on this door, defense answers the door, tells him that he's at the wrong house. And he's got six guys in there stuffing him back and slamming the door in his face. Exactly. 9.22 to go fourth quarter. You know, we've been a little spoiled this year. The offense has had a tremendous amount of success, but the Marple Newtown way starts on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, to speak to that, Dennis, we had a point earlier in the last 16 quarters not including this game, obviously. The defense had only given up 16 points, so they've obviously come to play this year. That's Coach Delonzo. So it'll be a punt. Low snap. It is underway. Almost. Almost. Matt Gregory was in there. Yeah, Number 10, Robert Collins in for the punt, and that skitters out shy of the 30. Similar remote getting in there again, just like last week on the third quarter against Harrington, he blocked the punt. Kind of becoming a special team's specialty right there. Well, that was coming like a house of fire, Dennis. You know, you have you mentioned a name there, Moat. You have Moat, Watkins, and First, who are all sophomores this right. year, who've seen the field a significant amount of time. We look forward to great things from all three in the future. Yeah, awesome. if you were to speak to the point, kind of a, a farm system, almost like in the minor leagues and stuff like that, there's a lot of depth here at the Marble Newtown Tigers football. First and ten at the 29. 9.15 to go, fourth quarter. Guardian motion. To hand off to Duffy. All he needs is a couple, and he gets it. That's a good point, Steve, to speak to the fact our junior varsity teams yet to lose a game. So here we go as we see. With enough field in front of them, a three-point lead in pocket, they know what to do with it. This probably may very well be that strength-sapping drive and time-sapping drive that we need. Yeah, if there was ever a time for an 8-minute and 45-second drive, this would be the time. And uh, it would also be great if they do that and get all 71 yards they need and put this baby to rest. Johnson in the center. He hands it off to Duffy, trying to find his way to the outside. No, that's actually Johnson on a keeper on a fake. He gets across the 35-40. 45 midfield. Finally run out of bounds. Shy of the Dragon 45. So, once again, Kevin Johnson... I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of this, Dennis. He fools us so many times because he sells that fake so well. Normally I'm standing at field level and I see all the fakes. I have no idea where the ball goes. I can tell you something, though. The unsung hero in that play was Mario DeGuardi. Great block on the outside to spring Johnson through the hole. All Johnson had to do was keep his momentum going. So there's a first down for the Tigers across midfield. They get to the 47-yard line of Radner. 
This clock ticks down eight minutes to go, and there's a handoff to White up the middle. And he is rudely interrupted after a couple of yards, gets to the 45, though. Yeah, to Jay Bryant making a stop right there. Just going back to that last play, that's a couple of times they've let Johnson keep the ball, and I'd like to see that play more often. He's a big, strong, powerful runner as a quarterback, and he does hold on to the ball well. Gain of two. Second down and eight. Notice Johnson kind of going to the sideline in the huddle a little bit slower, kind of slowing the pace down, letting the clock be on the Tiger's side right now. One of his best attributes when it's not play calling is he's able to dictate the pace and the tempo whenever the Tigers are on offense. And Radner jumps. Two men on the front line jumped, a little too eager. Yeah, Julian Hall, number 72, trying to get in there, and then number 76 also from the Raiders. So second and three coming up after the call. You know, fellas, the senior quarterback right there. Defense, five yards, second down. Sorry about that. Senior quarterback with a hard count there, drawing the defense off. You know, we have a ton of talent coming back with uh, Jamie Butch riding or stepping up from the JV at the quarterback position. Hopefully he and Brian Sarsanello, we should pick right up where we left off. Second and three. Hand off to Duffy. He has a little trouble trying to get across the line of scrimmage. He does. And with that lunge forward, gets a, maybe another extra half a yard. So we're coming up on third. Possibly long two, maybe even one, depending on the generous spot. Yeah, really important third down right here. You don't want to put too much pressure on it, but you'd love to convert this and get another set of first downs, which would take another minute to a minute. Of course not. And also, you know, you only need two yards. That's it. You're not looking for a seven-yard play. Two yards and another 35 seconds off the clock. He's really got to block Julian Hall, number 72. He's really coming through tonight for the Raiders. He has been a force. Three-man backfield. Dear Guardian motion. It's a handoff to Duffy. He's got it. Pushes forward. Kevin Johnson again. It almost it almost looks like the way that the play was designed, Chris and Dennis, that Duffy was going to face Johnson, almost give it back to him, but Johnson had the ball the whole time and pushed the pile forward. Face mask. Yeah, good spot, Dennis. You had that one right away. Again, that same play where Johnson decides to keep the ball, and that's the third time they ran it, and all three times it's been a first down. So if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know, guys, knowing Coach Junta. Five-yard right face miss. Defense. Added to the end of the run. First down. In a tight ball game, I know he wants the ball in the hands of his senior quarterback, Kevin Johnson. No question about it. And when he has results like this, not only the first down, but also a penalty against, which pushes the ball further down Radner's collective throat. 6.29 to go. Ball at the 30-yard line. This time it's a sweep fake to Ryan White. He gets across a couple of tacklers on the far sideline, cuts back towards the middle of the field, gets down to the 25, close to another first down. Yeah, number 54, Jackson Carney making another stop. Unbelievable shiftiness of Ryan White on that play. Gets an extra five yards. Dennis, like you were saying in regards to Kevin Johnson, we always, up here, we always talk about how smart he is and how he makes good decisions and how he's always under control. And we don't obviously like to use the term game manager because that term kind of gets frowned upon, kind of under appreciated what Kevin Johnson has done. But like you said, he's perfect quarterback for the situation right now. Kevin's cool under pressure all the time. Ryan White, 91 yards, nine carries. Timeout by the Tigers right here. And I actually like this timeout, although it does stop the clock. You give your offense time to kind of catch a little breath, get some water, you know, talk things over, understand the situation. Five minutes left in this game. You're controlling the ball and controlling the clock right now. 
No need to get anything crazy. No need to do anything out of this, out of the ordinary, so to speak. Just keep things going. All right now, the unofficial tally here: total yards for Marple Newtown, 221. All but 20 of those on the ground for Radner, 195. All but 52 of those on the ground. Third down conversions: Marple Newtown, three of five. Radner, four of 12. And it's amazing they've even had that many third down opportunities, but. That is also a big difference in this game that Marple Newtown still enjoys a three-point lead. You know, fellas, I think we, we see a little bit here tonight, early on especially, you know, human nature. The kids know they're in the playoffs next week. They're a little flat tonight. You could see it in the turnovers early in the game. And we're looking at Radner with ten points directly attributed to turnovers. So we hold on to the football here. We should be able to put this to, to rest. That is correct. We have a second down and two from the 22. And you figure with six or seven more plays here, you can run off another three minutes on the clock and make it exceedingly difficult for Radner to come back. This is Johnson straight hand off to Duffy. Busts off the left side across the 20. He's got the first down to the 15. Yeah, David Kurtika making the stack, tackle right there. Huge hole on the left side of the line there. I was looking for Sam Snyderman to burst through that hole. And Sammy Snyderman, of course, uh, our more than capable stats guy. He's the one responsible for those little nuggets of wisdom we pass along every once in a while during this contest. Had to throw Sam a bone there. Had the pleasure of teaching Sam in eighth grade. He's a good kid. It's great to see him back with the program. First and ten, Tigers. 5.20 to go in this contest. 13-10, first and ten. Off the 15. Tia Guardian motion. Duffy and White in the backfield to hand off to Duffy. He slashes and burns up the middle across to the 10 to the 5. He had a flag on the play right there. Flag in the backfield at the end of the play, it looks like. Unfortunately, it is a hold. So you get another momentary hitch in the plan. Guys, it looks like on the surface here, Radner's defense may be tiring. Yeah, a lot of hands on the hips right now. Holding. Offense. Ten yards from the spot of the foul. Repeat first down. You'd like to gain those yards back right there off the penalty because right before that play, you're kind of in Adam Fender's range where you'd like to see him kick one if it does get down in that situation and add another three points on the board. So no, he still is. It's uh, ball's just outside the 21-yard line, so that would be well within Fender's range. But again, like I said, you you want to make it absolutely dead on certain if you can't get it in the end zone. 4.50 to go. Johnson under center. White in motion. It's a fake to the outside. Johnson's keeping it. He's got the 15, 10, cuts back inside to the 5. Touchdown, Kevin Johnson. What a great way on his senior night right there. Well, third in. time's the charm. Yeah. Third time you did that fake, and we picked it up right away. Fooled the entire left side of the Radner defense. And the Marple Newtown athletic director. <laughs> I thought Duffy had the ball up the middle, and the irony is he was as clear up the middle as Johnson was around the end. Oh, come on, Dennis. I thought you were, you, you, your face was stone staring at the field because you are thinking up a great, uh, great analysis. I knew he had a touchdown. I just had the wrong guy. <laughs> There's so, a flag down. I don't know if it's unsportsmanlike, a little too much celebration. But my favorite part of that play right there was the block by Ryan White at the two-yard line, really opening the door, so to speak, for his leader and his quarterback. That was a good call, Steve. So we are left to wonder what's going on. But in any case, 19-10, Marple Newtown, 4.37 to go. 
forced on a kickoff. Going on sportsmanlike penalty on the Raiders after the play right there, which will be, like you heard from the referee, enforced on the kickoff. Well, that's not the thing you necessarily want to see in high school sports is that frustration boiling over, but it is a testament to this back-breaking drive, methodically done by the Tigers' offense. you got to give Radner credit under the direction of Coach Tom Ryan. They've, uh, they've really kept themselves in this ball game here. Adam Fender is true on the extra point, so it is a 10-point advantage. And the Deuce tightens around the neck of the Red Raiders ever so slightly more. 4.37 to go, fourth quarter, 10-point lead from Marple Newtown. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.MarpleNewtownFootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory. Visit any other locations throughout the Delaware Valley, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. Visit them on the web at marines.com. And the Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Four thirty-seven away from that playoff berth. Marple Newtown now leads by a score of twenty to ten. Kevin Johnson taking it in on a quarterback sneak, expertly sold fake once again. So Adam Fender is back for the kick. Bryant and Kurtika, the deep man, is high, spiraling kick. He put plenty of leg into that. And it is caught by Derek Adger right on the back end line. You can see the adrenaline is flowing through everybody there. Yeah, a little help from the penalty on the last touchdown play right there. So Fender shooting for the field goal right there almost. 60-plus yards on the boot. Guys, while we have a break in the action, I just wanted to credit you, uh, all of you guys, for the great job that's been done. Uh, you guys have really raised the bar with this whole Tiger Radio radio Network uh, that fits right in line with what we're trying to do with our kids. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Lundstrom under center. Three men grouped to the far side, but it is a handoff. Quick pitch to Cornelia to the outside, and he goes nowhere. Yeah, Cornelia going nowhere. Weaveling with the initial pressure, number 21, and then Kasarski coming up along with Christian Whiteside and just finishing the job. You really wonder why you're going to group three guys to the far sideline and the wide receivers and just have a pitch. Those guys are dead weights to the outside. That's why Cornelia couldn't go anywhere. If you have one guy in the block, maybe he gets a, a yard or two, but... There's no, no, no way to fake. But we do have a man down for Radner on the far sideline at the 25-yard line. You know, Bob, if you think back a year ago, I think we started Owen. was it Owen 5 Owen 5 Owen 5 So in that time, I know we reeled off six straight at the end of last year, and then now we're 7-2, and two, hoping to be 8-2. and two. What this team, under the direction of the staff, has done in the past year has been it's, truly amazing. It's, it's incredible. It's a, it's a testament. Everybody down the line, from, from head coach Ray Junta to the last man on this, on this football squad, they weren't in many games early last season during that 0-5 start. And the learning curve hit mid-season last year 
and it's it's grown exponentially. Well, I, re- I remember us having a conversation then about how young they were out there, and these kids have grown up right before your eyes up in this booth. It is truly incredible, and it's, it's been my pleasure to preside over this. I felt like I've grown uh, so much as well, uh, watching this team excel and getting used to the familiar surroundings of Harvey Stadium here. I, there's very few places on this earth I'd rather be, given my career choice, than at the 50-yard line on a, on a Friday night in the chill and surrounded by winning football. And tell you a funny story. Last two years, each each fall season, we've we've had a new trainer. Uh, we deal with Premier Orthopedics. The uh, trainer we had last year had another opportunity and moved along. But I can specifically remember each time last year and this fall, when the trainer would go out to football the first day, they'd turn to me and say, "Where's all the kids? There's only like 45 kids out here." And I'd say, "Yeah, but wait till you see what they get out of them." And they would look at me like, "Well, I can't. What could they possibly get out of them? There's 45 of them. You guys have seen." Weekly, you're seeing Garnet Valley with 100 kids, Conestoga with 100 kids. And what you see is we are more about a team and a system than we are about individuals. And these kids and these coaches have played to that system really well the past calendar year. First of all, you have to have the execution. First of all, you have to have to buy into it, to get that esprit de corps where everybody is willing to pitch in, do their part. Then you have to have the focus and the execution in July and in preseason practices and the practices in between the games. And then you have the games where they bring it all together. And it has just been fascinating. And you're absolutely right. Most times you are going to pick the team that plays like a team and has the will to win rather than any individual players in bigger schools. Yeah, you're going to take quality over quantity whenever you can. And, you know, if you walk around practice, I will say this. You you see these coaches treating these kids in a respectful manner and teaching them. And after we were 0-5 last year, Coach Junta came to me and said, you know, I've had to reevaluate what I'm doing. He says, I have so many young kids out here that I need to go back to the most basic of fundamentals. And, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, the coach himself had enough wisdom to step back and say, you know what, we need to try this a different way, and that's to his credit. Well, folks out there, you know, it's not like Varsity Blues. It's 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 not like all the right moves where you have the, the coach is just almighty and all-powerful, at least, at least not here in the Central League and certainly not at Marple Newtown. The reality is these coaches, trainers, everybody cares about these kids, about their well-being, their welfare, and, and giving them every chance to excel on the field. As we are back to action, finally. Second down and 11. Radner pinned back at its own 19-yard line. 4-12 to go in the contest. Lundstrom drops back. He passes it over the middle. He's got a complete to Bryant. Across the 30, 35-40. Breaks free. Midfield, 45-40. 35-30. Finally wrestled down. Another game-saving tackle by Kevin Johnson. But there's a penalty flag. And I don't know why. It can't be a late hit. No, I think it's on the actual Radner offense, to be honest. I don't know if we have a legal block in the back or maybe hands to the face or something. Oh, it's so far downfield. You know, I'm hoping it would have been uh, somewhere around the midfield where they could really bring it back, but we will get the call. How ironic that senior leader we're talking about made the tackle. Yeah, touchdown saving tackle. If it, like stands, a hold. if it stands, it's 60 yards. Looks like a hold, Bob. We get the word from the referee right now. Oh, 
Lock in the back. Offense, 10 yards from the stop spot. Still results in a first down. Well, we know why Bryant got those extra 15 yards at least. The ball is now placed at Marple Newtown's 38-yard line. Still, big gainer for Radner. Yeah, nice play call by Radner setting up the screen pass right there. And obviously we see his speed from Bryant as he broke it. It would help their psyche tremendously. But let's see, it is a handoff up the middle. Trying to find his way as Adger once again across the 35 down to the 30. Number 50, Brian Kelly making the initial stop right there. But time is still melting away. 3.45 to go with a 10-point deficit. Radner still in possession of all three of their timeouts. Two plays there. They took advantage of the aggressive defensive line with a screen and a draw. Second down and three. Four wide receivers, this time evenly split. Bryant, the lone man in the backfield, shotgun formation, Lundstrom's back, he's going to air it out, down the sideline, caught for the touchdown. Yeah, number 21. Caught for the touchdown, Rob McCurdy. Rob McCurdy with a great catch on the long pass. They've been trying to get the ball to him all night, and of all times to do it, they do it now late in the contest to cut their deficit to four points. 3.20 to go. Things are getting mighty interesting. Two huge plays on that drive right there. The screen pass to Bryant and then the pass right there to McCurdy resulting in the touchdown. 31-yard connection. So your premium will be on for the extra point. Missing an alignment right there. They get him in. Let's hope we have an Academy Park-like play here. Ball is snapped. The kick is away, though, and it is good. So with 3.20 remaining in this fourth quarter, the lead is down to three. Marple Newtown 20, Radner 17. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.MarpleNewtownFootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory. Visit any other locations throughout the Delaware Valley, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. Visit them on the web at marines.com. And the Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Back to live action at Harvey Stadium. Three minutes and 20 seconds remaining in this contest. Sradner has now closed the gap to 2017 thanks to a 31-yard connection between Alex Lundstrom and Rob McCurdy. Looks like the hands team's out there expecting an onside kick. Yep, your premium looks like he's going to be going that way. He bounced two off the turf in the first half. Kosarski up there staring him down. But it's a high spiraling kick coming down to Duffy at the 12. Across the 20, across the 30, gets to the outside. He has a seam, 35, 40, 45 midfield. Finally wrestled down at the 45. We have a penalty flag back at Marble Newtown's 37. So we'll see what we can make of that. It's unfortunate if it goes against the Tigers because that was an excellent, excellent return. Forty plus yards, but it will be coming back. And yeah, holding on the Tigers right there, Bob. 
one of the things I don't agree with all the way down from the previous high school. Holding. Return team. Ten-yard penalty. First down. You hate to see that. Sometimes, Dennis and Chris, you just want to see these guys play and not have every hold called and, and, and some exciting plays rescinded, even if it is a penalty against your team or the other team, because that would have been a heck of a back-breaking play for the Tigers. Nonetheless, 3-11 to go. They have the ball at their own 26. The Aguardian motion. Johnson under center to hand off to Duffy. Faked again to Johnson. He feels his way to the outside and gets maybe three or four yards shy of the 30. Yeah, Vincent Cornelia, number 33, with a stop. And all you need to do is just step forward, one foot in front of the other. Follow your blockers two, three yards at a time, maybe three, four yards at a time. Get, I'd say, Dennis, maybe two first downs before you wrap this thing up. Notice Kevin using his head there, stayed inbounds, got to the ground. Yeah, he does a really good job of staying inbounds and also keeping the ball in his opposite hand, switching it out. Good point. Only got a game of two there. Second and eight, 2.30 to go. This time it's a straight handoff to Duffy. He gets across the 30. But we're going to come up on a third and seven, possibly. Third and six if they're generous. They need to get to the 30... Seven-yard line. You had Anthony Knight, number 64, making the tackle right there from his defensive line position. So if things stay the way they are, it will be a third down and long five, almost six. This would be a nice time for the same play call that got Johnson his touchdown. Not risky at all this time of game, even if you're on your own territory. There we go, the big lumbering Julian Hill, number 72 for Radner, just chomping at the bit, waiting his turn. Two twenty-one to go. Pretty much the biggest play of the ball game right here so far. With more to come, I'm sure. Exactly. And here we go. Let's see what Kevin Johnson can pull out of his bag of tricks now. Carl Kusarski is a blocking back. It is Diagordi and Duffy in the backfield. White is also there. I look for White to get the ball going around right end here. And shutting up Andrew Perot, who is exhorting the Radner sideline to, uh, to cheer their own, the visitors. The White is in motion. He tries to fake handoff. Johnson keeps it. And goes absolutely nowhere. Big stop by the Ratner defense there, and they will call a timeout as they stop Johnson on third down. 2.17 to go. That time, fake was executed perfectly, but well, if you see it one too many times, the defense every once in a while is bound to have a lucky catch. Yeah, the only time tonight that play hasn't worked, Bob. As soon as they confer... I think you saw a rather conservative call there. That, to me, just speaks that the coaches are willing to put this in the hands of the defense rather than risk it on third and long. And why not? First of all, put it on the foot of Billy Weaverly, right. who, if he can get a good spot somewhere near the uh, the point in the field, can bounce this an extra 10, 15 yards. In pregame, I was watching Billy kick him 50 yards in the air. We could certainly use one of those right here. Right. I mean, you know, take a page out of Randall's book. 
hopefully the deep man comes back and just totally misplays it and he gets another 15 yards on the roll. Just got to execute the snap and get it away. That's the goal right now. Yeah, we've seen two snaps tonight, one low and one perfect, so we're hoping for the latter again. Nobody really back deep. It's Derek Adger and Rob McCurdy. At their own 46s, Weaverling takes his spot at the 15. Clean snap, clean boot. It's a high end-over-end punt. Fair caught by Adger. He moves back inside the 40 to the 38. Good 2 11 to go. Excellent kick on a night when it's very clear and cold and most importantly, no wind to aid him. Booted that 50 yards. First and 10, here we go. This is the ball game. Lundstrom in the shotgun. Four wide receivers. The lone back is Bryant. Takes the snap. Adger in motion. It's a straight handoff up the middle. Bryant has it. Pushes the pile forward. Gets shy of the 45. Great stop by Christian Whiteside to hold on to it right there. Bryant, the speedster, we saw him the screen pass get away from people, but Whiteside made sure he wasn't going anywhere right there. We are inside two minutes to go. Just like that last series, they're trying to suck in that defensive line and then pop one up the middle. Perot, the wide out, wide to the left. Again, four wide receivers set. Bryant and Malone, man in the backfield. In motion is Adger. They tried to late handoff. Adger picks up the first down across midfield to the 45. Yeah, Diaguardi making a the tackle there for the Tigers. Along with Simero Moat. Simero Moat appears to have hurt his wrist on the play as he'll check out. Or he might stay in. Adger hiding that ball right on his hip and just basically stumbling around as if he were a drunk. But managed to get that first down. And Moat will officially check out. 137 to go. Radner now 46 yards from pay dirt. And the scoreboard rendered with only one timeout remaining in their pocket. They do have a slight now edge in time of possession. 43-57 to 21-52. Just shows you how evenly matched both sides are. A game that has had many ups and downs. And it will be on the defense to stand or fall. Here in the final home contest of 2009 regular season home contest. Look for the senior leaders on this defense, players like Christiana and also Kosarski to really step up here. Ah, heck, let's get everybody, everybody involved. Full-on frontal assault. A little confusion between the officials here. Timeout by the Tigers. Ryan Duffy's taking Moat's place at this point. I think Coach Delonzo's just going out to give the guys a breather and make sure everybody's on the same page. All right. Chris, did you see what happened to Moat? To be honest, I think he just got rolled on under the tackle. He made the initial stop, and then as the offensive player, player was, Adger kind of rolled up with the ball. I think his wrist may have got caught underneath and kind of bent backwards. Sometimes, maybe he, sometimes he just can't get out of the way. I know he was holding on to his hand. It could also be a dislocated finger. You don't like to speculate, obviously, as he's getting Especially on a cold night like this, you know. You don't know exactly where the pain is coming from. He's over there trying to shake it off right now, Chris. He's just kind of like, yeah, he, he looks like he's itching to get back out. Yeah, he's a gamer. He wants to get back in. He wants to make that contribution. You like to see that from your young guys, like you said. He may yet. 2017 Marple Newtown. 137 to go. 
Ratner finally at the line. Marple Newtown in its set. Chomping at the bit. Ryan Duffy facing off against Rob McCurdy in the near sideline. Play clock starts. Shotgun formation once again for Lundstrom. It's a handoff to Bryant. Tries to get to the outside. Does across the 40. He's run out of bounds, but nowhere near the first down. So you're looking at probably a second down and five, maybe second and four. Yeah, Christiana and Diego are running him out of bounds right there. But you see the speed from Bryant is he's able to get to that second level quicker than most guys on the Radner offense right now. And he does have that very fast uh, second and third gear after maybe three yards. Second down and four. Also a smart move by Bryant to get out of bounds as he was forced out of bounds, but also stops the clock. So, Ball at the 40 once again. Two men split wide to the left. McCurdy wide to the right. Two men backfield this time. Adger and Bryant. Lundstrom's back to pass. He's going downfield. He's got a man open. Overthrown was Andrew Perot at the five-yard line. Excellent job sealing him off. Yeah, Johnny Watkins again showing his involvement as a player, as a cornerback. Understood situation right there. Not going to get pass interference called on him and just kind of sealing him off, boxing him out a little bit. Third and four. Maybe they go to the well once again in Marble Newtown. Seals it with a little assist maybe from Mr. DeMaria or Kevin Johnson himself. Let's see some sort of negative yardage play here would be enormous. 124 to go. Yeah, like you said, Dennis, it's still only a field goal game, so don't push him back. Adger and Bryant once again in the backfield. Adger gets it. He's across the 40. He's across the 35. Tiptoes out of bounds. He looks like he did pick up the first down and, more importantly, ran out of bounds. Yeah, smart running by Adger right there. Knew he had the first down and was smart enough to get out of bounds and stop the clock. Ooh, things are getting a little tense here. Dennis, as you remember, it was a little bit dramatic to end last season against Academy Park. That's right. What was that, a blocked extra point blocked at the end? Blocked extra point with seconds to go to preserve a 17-16 victory in a 500 season. Lunch from under center. Nope, he goes back into the shotgun. Brian and Adger once again the lone setbacks. Three wide receivers. It's a delayed handoff in the middle to Adger. He breaks a couple of tackles, spins across the 30, gets down to the 25. So he'll have a second down and short with Ratner, but this time he stays in bounds in the middle of the field, so time ticks away. Yeah, good to see Simmer Mo, the gamer, right back in there making the tackle. He doesn't want to come out at all. 32 yards to pay dirt, but we are inside one minute to play with a three-point lead for the Tigers. Same set for Ratner Lundstrom in the shotgun. He gives it to Bryant. Sealed off. He gets to the 25, but no further. Looked like Brian Kelly filling the hole from the middle linebacker position. Yeah, Kelly making the stop and moat. And interesting thing here is, I mean, they might call their final timeout here, Radner, and I wonder if they will attempt a field goal on third down since it is only a three-point game. Just a hair, a hair away from that first down marker. It's going to be third and less than a yard with 40.9 seconds to go. Interesting call right here for the Radnor offense. That's a good point, Chris. I mean, they're 41 yards away right now from field goal, so I would think, you know, you, you, they got to go for the first down. I think you have to also, but you do have to keep in mind that if you are to run something in the middle of the field and the field goal is ultimately your, your final goal, you need to get up to the line quick and spike the ball if that's what you choose to do. With a name like Yepremi, and I'm sure they're uh, – a lot of faith in the fact that he can execute a kick. I think that their family's made one or two in the past. Yeah, but it also works in the other way because uh, Mr. Upremian that uh, you're speaking of made one of the most famous Super Bowl gaffes, and if uh, things don't go as planned, it may go the other way and benefit Marple Newtown. 
Well, his last kick, as Chris pointed out, was very low. So hopefully if we're in that situation, we may see a repeat and block a kick this year like we did last year. So here we go. Slid overload to the far side. Two wide receivers. Got to also watch the big play here. McCurdy again split wide to the right. Two backs. Shotgun. Adger has it. He's got the first down. Gets the but he's in bounds. This will be interesting. He's inside the 20. 34 seconds to go. Quick up to the line of scrimmage. Lunched him under center. He snaps the ball and spikes it. They're going to spike it with 30 seconds exactly remaining. So we go for the tie. So this will bring up a second down. Danger spot here with uh, 20 with 30 seconds left. You're looking at a 37-yard field goal. They cannot afford to run the football unless it's out wide. They're going to so bring the offense. Sorry, sorry. Dennis. No, that's okay. So you got to watch it. Don't throw something over the top here. Right. They're going to bring the offense back out. Andrew can do it. He does have a size advantage over Watkins. In fact, most of Radner's receivers have a size advantage over their defensive backs right now. Shotgun once again, Lundstrom. He's back. He does go over the top. It's a push off. It's a push-off, but it is caught. No signal yet. It is caught for a touchdown. Unbelievable. Derek Adger with what what I saw was clearly a push-off at about the four-yard line to get the separation inside the pylon. Is it Adger or McCurdy? I thought it was 21 McCurdy. I'm not sure. It was 21. Steve says 21. Well, it's 2 or 21. It's tough to tell. And either way, it's a touchdown. Unbelievable. And I think Redner got away with a penalty there. I really do. I agree with you on that, Bob. The push off right in the corner for the catch. So you're premium on for the extra point with 23 seconds to go. The kick is spotted. It is away. And it's good. So a stunning turn of events here as Marple Newtown is now facing a four-point deficit with 23 seconds to go. It's 24-20. We'll take a quick break and be back for the change of possession. The final series of this contest, you're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.MarpleNewtownFootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory, Visit any other locations throughout the Delaware Valley, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. Visit them on the web at marines.com. And the Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com It is a very, very, from my perspective and from those of us also in the booth, a very hotly disputed touchdown connection from Alex Lundstrom to Rob McCurdy with 23 seconds left in the corner of the end zone. The truck and duck. McCurdy clearly got away with a push-off on Johnny Watkins to get some separation on that ball. But regardless, the Tigers will have to dig down deep. The sum total of all the lessons they've learned over the last two years, they will have to go in this last 23 seconds. They are down 24-20. to Your premium will kick. 
He approaches the ball as a squibber. It's caught by Steve DiMaria at the 43-yard line. Tried to do a little curly shuffle. He didn't know which way he was going to go to try to advance upfield. But with 20.8 seconds to go, needing a touchdown, only 57 yards remain. It'll be interesting to see what the Tigers can bring to the table right here. You might as well bring everything. They have one timeout remaining also. Vince Christiana back into the game. He is alone wide out. Split to the near side. White and Duffy in the backfield. Johnson's back. He's rolling. He's forcing it up. And it is knocked away. It was almost picked off by Andrew Perot. But Ryan White playing a little offensive defense there. Make sure it knocks him out of his hands. I really like the play call, though. If White was to get around there and the throw was going to hit him, he had a chance right there. It was a very good play call. Johnson got pressured there as he was letting it go, and the ball kind of fluttered on him. Yeah. 14.5 to go. Ball still at the 43-yard line, second down and 10. I'd almost run it again, see if you get it clearly this time. A lot of space between the secondary and the linebackers as they're just kind of playing a center field yeah, position. Yeah, about 15 yards there, separation. Johnson's back. He's under a rush. He's got a man open downfield. It is picked off. Picked off by Alex Wilson at the 45, and he just takes a knee, and that will clinch it. Barring any miracle at Harvey Stadium, that will be it. In a stunning turn of events there. Johnson looked like he had Johnny Watkins clearly down that far sideline, but underthrew him. And Wilson was there. Looked like Johnson was expecting him to run more of a post pattern. Right. Watkins was running a fly. It's kind of one of these things where you need to realize it's not the end of your season, although it's tough right now. You need to pick your heads back up and understand that next week is more important. This will certainly make them stronger. As Lundstrom takes a knee for the final seconds, we'll run off the clock. And no discredit to the Radnor Red Raiders. Marple will call their final timeout. Marple out. Luton will call their final timeout for some reason. Chris Maybe, brought right? up a good point, Chris. They, uh, you know, Marple seemed to turn the tide with the touchdown there uh, in the fourth quarter, early in the fourth, but Radnor held the fort. Well, let's hopefully it's not going to be Alex Lundstrom. It's going to be Joe Pisarczyk under center. And unfortunately, it will not be. Lundstrom takes an E again to a jubilant Radnor sideline as they come spilling out. The final score, Radnor Red Raiders 24, Marple Newtown Tigers 20. So we finished the regular season. The Tigers do with a heartbreaking loss, but crushing by no means because they will be advancing to the playoffs. I wonder, um, not sure how the other games will shake out tonight, but I wonder if this keeps us in Delaware County, maybe against Interboro. Well, the, the, the point system and how they, they, they graded it is something that is completely new to me. For somebody who's at, had algebra, trigonometry, and statistics throughout his uh, scholastic and collegiate career, I, I still don't know exactly what uh, what's going on there, except for if you beat a team and the team you beat beats other teams, you were positively impacted in terms of points. To quote Chevy Chase from Spies Like Us, it was my understanding there would be no math. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's almost become a kind of BCS system, so we hope it doesn't get as crazy as a BCS where people start to worry about it. 
So we'll take a quick break and be back with the final wrap-up from all quarters. Once again, Marple Newtown Falls 24-22. Radnor, you're listening to the Tickers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. So for the fifth and final time from Harry Harvey Stadium in 2009, Senior Night, the final home contest of this regular season, we want to point out. Heartbreaking as Marple Newtown fails to protect a 10-point lead in the second half and falls to Radnor 24-20, but that is only a momentary negative point for this season that has displayed so much promise, which sees Marple Newtown go 7-3. But most importantly, there will be a next week. It will be a single elimination playoff game. We don't know who it will be against Chris. As Dennis Reardon, the uh, assistant principal and athletic director, said, Maybe against Westchester Ruston, maybe against Interboro. Depends on how everything else shakes out tonight. Marple Newtown, unfortunately, will not have a home contest in the District 1 Class AAA playoffs. And we'd like to welcome to the broadcast for the final wrap-up here, executive producer Jim Allsman. Jim, your impressions. Robert, uh, that that was a tough one. I, I really thought at some point... They were going to do something on defense. It, it, you know, when you look at this team, every game that where they come a, come away with a win, the defense does something, and the defense lacked tonight. And so, um, they, they, you know, they they made some good stops, but they weren't as good as in yeah, some over, of those victories. Overall, the focus and the execution just wasn't there. It was all all the regular trademarks of a Marple Newtown defense. It's just. Yeah, there was that X factor that was just missing. I don't, and, and Dennis Reardon came on here in the third and fourth quarter and surmised, you know, maybe these guys are just a little bit looking past this game because they're ramped up for the playoffs. You don't know what quite what it is, but, uh, you know, it, it didn't produce a, a desired result. And I'm looking at the stats right now. Six unofficially, six turnovers to, do, to two, six in favor of Marple Newtown, meaning we gave the ball up six times. So every time you do that in football, I mean, this isn't like hockey or basketball where you're getting the ball right back. When you have a turnover, you take away a possession. End of story. And you don't get many possessions in a tight football right. game. And you take away precious minutes. And you most importantly take away the precious energy of your defense who has to be out there to compensate. That's correct. But, like you said, we are going to be continuing on into the postseason next week. <sighs> I don't know what this does for the playoff standings. I don't know where this puts us. I would have to say that maybe we dropped one or two spots. But once again, I wanted to uh, say thank you to Sam Snyderman, our statistician, our new statistician for this year. Both of our interns from Penn State, Brandywine, who have worked beautifully for us covering this team, not only here at Harry Harvey Stadium, but on the road. Steve Scaleri and Chris McSweeney. And Bob, thank you. I will be seeing... All four of you on the road next week. And that is correct. Uh, we had originally made plans for Owen J. Roberts up in the Pottstown region, but depending on where it could be, uh, Westchester or possibly Norwood for Interboro. 
Correct. Which is correct. not exactly a uh, a great road trip, but there's, I'm sure, a couple of pizzerias and bars on Amos Land Road near the, right. the stadium. But I will say, uh, either place, especially Interborough, fantastic uh, place to watch a high school football game. They have a just a real cool community. They love their football down there. It's close to Ridley. It'll be a hostile environment, no doubt about it. Well, regardless, all four of us will be on the road, and the plan provisionally is to have Mr. McSweeney and Mr. Scolari do a little writing back up, and uh, Jim Alsman, who will hold it all together, he'll be assisting us in the writing and also for the uh, actual statistical portion of the contest. And if all goes well, you'll be hearing my voice, Bob Herpin, giving you the updates whenever necessary, whether it's uh, end of a quarter, score, uh, big play, and possibly, if we can get it, scores from other playoff games throughout Class AAA in the District 1 playoff race. So once again, the final score, Radnor 24, Marple Newtown 20. Marple Newtown finishes its 2009 regular season at 7-3. Radnor improves to 500 at 5-5. Five and five. So I would also like to, once again, laud the Marple Newtown Tigers coaching staff. All the way up from webmaster Matt Junta, public address announcer Jim Halsman, Sam Snyderman, a statistician, Larry Kelly, the video and technology director, able co-coach, Assistant coaches Dan Scarborough, Larry Paoletti, Ted Caratnuto, Mike Petnelli, Gary Molyneux, Steve Cole, Mike Doyle, defensive coordinator Lou Delonzo, and head coach Ray Giunta. So, four color commentators Chris McSweeney, our guest associate principal and uh, athletic director Dennis Reardon, Steve Scolari, Stan Snyderman, clock operator, very ably done by Al Pruitt tonight, head coach Ray Giunta, executive producer Jim Olsman, I'm Bob Herpin. We'll say goodbye for this season, but we will be with you once again outside of the podcast, and you can cover, you can see all the coverage on either type blog and MarpleNewtownFootball.com. So until next season, we say thank you and go Tigers. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Our next podcast from Harry Harvey Stadium will be presented on Friday, September 3rd, 2010, which will be against the vanguards of Sun Valley High School. Please be sure to check the Tigers' website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com for the yet-to-be-determined date, time, and location of the Tigers' next game in the 2009 PIAA District 1 Class AAA Playoffs. Coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers postseason will be provided by Chris McSweeney, Steve Scolari, and Bob Herpin of the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com and eyeofthetigersblog.com. Until then, for Chris McSweeney, Steve Scolari, and Bob Herpin, I'm Jim Alsman, wishing you a great weekend from Harry Harvey Stadium and Go Tigers!